0: Hey, everybody. I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting.
1: <laughs> all right, everybody. We're in the Songtown on Songwriting magical stream yard room where we have all of our fun. Um, before I introduce this topic that Clay has no idea we're going to talk about, uh, I want to say that we are not lawyers. We don't give law advice, legal advice. So don't consider any of this to be legal advice. If you need real legal advice, go to a real Lawyer, not two goofball songwriters. But um,
0: are you saying that if you screw something up for them, you don't want to be responsible? Well,
1: they they should not take legal advice from you and me. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no, we just give our own personal right. experience of doing this for decades, no. and what we we know
1: best practices yeah. for sure. So the topic um, today. So I don't know when you're listening to this out there on the web, but Today, they announced that Ed Sheeran had won his infringement lawsuit. So he did not copy the Marvin Gaye song in question. And there was a lot of buzz in the songwriting world about that case. And um, Ed had said that he was going to quit music if he lost this case, because there's no way to if he said, you know, if, if if I can't do what I did, then there's no way to write a song that's not copyright infringement. You know, right. So, and that's a topic that we have people ask questions about a lot in Songtown. So I want us just to talk about that. Um, first of all, I want to say that the idea of someone stealing our songs is not something that Clay and I go around thinking about at all. It you know, it's, it's, it's not a, you know, for some people, it seems like it's a daily concern that they're worried about this kind of thing. And Clay and I've done this for a combined 50-plus years, and it just hasn't been an issue, you know, in our experience. The people that we run across don't want to copy other people's material, you know, so it's not like they're out there, you know, just trying to find, you know, someone to steal a song from, that kind of thing. But, there, you know, there's a lot of misperceptions about it, too. So, for instance, you can't copyright a title. So, you know, in some of the lessons that we teach in Songtown, I'll tell people where I find t- a lot of titles, so they're looking in the same place I'm looking. So we're going to be writing some of the same titles. And my first publisher always told me, you know, write it so good they can't steal it. You know, his his yeah. thought was, you know, if you write it so good that they can't make it any better, then no one's even going to try to make it any better. Um, but Clay, what are your like off the cuff thoughts about that topic, about copyright infringement and how much we should worry about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole Ed Sheeran thing was very interesting because when I read the complaint against him, it talked about the chords and the vibe. And I'm not, you know, a copyright lawyer, but we know from our years in the business, that a copyright for a song is the lyrics and the melody. So nowhere does it say chords and vibes. So I don't even know how that was, how was that even brought before a judge and not thrown out, you know? And I think part of it is because juries don't know. They're not musicians. So when you say to some people, oh, that, you know, song's stolen, they go, well, the the beat kind of sounds similar, you know? And it's like, they don't know that that's not part of copyright. So I it was really scary. But, you know, the, the other side of it, Marty, is artists have gotten really good at copying vibe. They've gotten very good. Marvin Gaye was not copying a vibe off of someone that came before him. He pretty much created you know, his sound. So I think a lot of times, are I just wonder if this is a logical consequence of artists getting so good at copying vibes. You know, if you were total, if Ed Sheeran had not copied that vibe and had come up with something totally original and vibe, then there would not have been a lawsuit. So I, I see both sides of it. I go, okay, well, you can only copyright lyrics and melody. So that should have never been brought. But I think sometimes as writers, we need to to learn to not just go for, you know, shooting for something that's gone before and try to create something totally new and original. You know, and I think that we've lost a lot of that. A great um, jazz guitar player, um, Pat Matheny said, he goes, he noticed that. Even in the jazz music world, up until the 70s, people strove hard to have their own sound. And he goes, in the 80s, it became cool to sound like somebody else. And I think just in culture in general, it it sounds cool if you can copy a vibe, if you can sound like someone else. And I think that we're leaning. I think it's going to change, I think, because now AI is able to copy any sound and do it much better than we can as a human i think it's going to be where i think i'm hopeful that it's going to push us all in the direction of being more original i know i got off on a tangent but
1: (laughs) you you got a little soapbox there
0: yeah i mean all this stuff is is in the forefront and i really think that you know i've read so much i was on a writing session the other day and somebody brought up a demo and they go Hey, listen to this. And they go recognize that voice. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's Kanye West. And they were like, yeah, they, they like, I took my reference vocal and fed it into this program and then put it on my track. And now I have Kanye singing my demo and it sounded, it sounded great, you know? So it's, it's opening. I think it opens up a whole lot of this, like, okay, so now if a computer can do something perfect and sound like somebody else, then the only thing left is to write better songs and be original. That's the only thing we have left is to be original because AI is not going to take us into, you know, they're not going to create that next Beatles. They're going to create something that sounds like what's
1: fed into it. Well, you know, one thing I encourage people to think about in regard, you know, if, if, if they're worried that people are going to take their, their stuff, is that you know very little of our thoughts and our music are completely original, you know m- most of it is derivative, so you know maybe i I write things that are an amalgamation of all the the music I've loved in my life, and I take this piece from this kind of music and this piece from some other other sort of music or other song and and so I'm putting together. Um, this collection of things that I've learned about music into the songs that I'm creating. But I have to acknowledge that it's not all just original thought from me, you know? And so that letting go of that idea helps me go, you know what? We're all writing songs, we're all looking for ideas in the same places. There's going to be some overlap, there's going to be some things where it feels like, wow, did, it, you know, that's really similar to my music. But that can steal your creativity, you know, and, and I encourage people just to not worry about that stuff and just worry about writing the best song you can write every day and to write that song so well that it would be hard for anybody to copy any part of it and improve it, you know, without just taking it as is.
0: Yeah. And for me, man, I, I've always I mean, the only way to totally protect yourself from your song being stolen is to write it. And keep it in your basement and never let the world hear it. Um, So for us, you know, and we have to go out and play our songs in public, you know, at shows we have to play our songs for producers, for record people to try to get those artists to record the song. But for me, the comforting thought was 99% of the people out there are just like me. They want the world to hear their own ideas. They don't want to steal an idea from somebody else and put that out. They want the world to hear their thoughts and their feelings and their heartache and their, you know, their joys, just like Mm -hmm. you do. You know, you're not out there stealing songs because you want the world to hear your song. Well, 99.9% of the people feel the same way that are, that are having hits. And I can't say of an instance, and I've been doing this a long time, Marty, where, I played a song for someone and then I go, oh, I heard it on the radio and they stole that from Mm me, you know, and but I have had instances one time my publisher, I go into my office and give him a new song I wrote that day. He's like, wow, what a great title. He gets a call while I'm sitting there in his office from another publisher across town who goes, man, my my writer just turned in a song with this amazing title, and it was the same title I had written that same day, and both publishers thought they had this, you know, amazing title, and they didn't know what I was writing, I didn't know what they were writing, um, but it's it's just out there, so it's like you said, people are going to come up with the same ideas, and the same melodies, and the same, you know, so just, just keep your head down, write, and enjoy your you're creativity. Yeah,
1: one. There was a time in in my career where I pitched a song to an artist, and um, then on that artist's next record, they had a song with the same title. And I'm like, "Oh wow, they cut my song!" And I didn't know about it, you know. And and I listened to it, and it was not my song, but it was exactly the same idea. And I went to my publisher, and I, you know, I was complaining about it like I, I, makes me wonder if they heard my demo and then they just went and rewrote it a different way, you know? And he said, where did you get that idea? And I said, well, it's a quote from so-and-so that I saw online. He goes, not your idea. He's like, if if you're looking at it that way, you stole that idea from that person, you know, in the quote. And, and I, I thought that was a great point. It's like, you know, unless something is a completely original thought that we didn't get from some other source, we don't have claim on it anyway. And and other people are going to be reading it. And, you know, so best best practice is just to not worry about that stuff and to to move on and try to write better every day. And if you if you have something you feel like is really special, then copyright it with the Copyright Office, you know, and, and then you don't have to worry about it. And if you,
0: nothing is sadder to me, I have literally had people write and say that they gave up their songwriting dream many years ago because they, they wrote a song and then someone stole it and they've literally been bitter about it for 20 years. And they're like, "I, I, you know, I want to start writing again. How do I protect myself? And I'm like, first, if you're going to be a writer, Don't let something like that, even if it's true, even if it's that one in a million case where it's true, they took your idea and stole it. And even if that's true, don't let it rob you of your creative joy. Because if you focus on that, you're never going to write a great song again,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: And I've seen it.
1: Oh, me too. And I, I upset somebody not too long ago because you and I met this person maybe eight years ago. And when we met them, they were talking about somebody that had stolen their, right. something, a part of their song. And fast forward eight years, I, I reconnect with this person and they're still talking about that person who took their song, you know? And I'm like, yeah. dude, you, you just gotta let it go, you know? Cause it was the same thing. He was visibly angry talking about it, you know, so.
0: i I heard it put one time someone said so someone stole five dollars from you today are you gonna throw away the the rest of your whole bank account because you lost five dollars are you gonna throw that other fifty thousand dollars in savings and and throw it away because you lost the five dollars and a lot of times we do that something will happen to us one morning and the rest of the day we're affected maybe the rest of the week, maybe the rest of the month, maybe a year. And some, some like you said, this person was still affected by that for eight years later. And so that's that's the thing we want you to remember is, yeah, some something every once in a while may happen. It's very rare, but if it does, just go on, you know, take it as a compliment that somebody thought your title was worth putting on their record. But like Marty says, you can't, can't copyright a title anyway. So it right. doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. All right. We want to thank our sponsor, Sweetwater, who powers this podcast. We've got tons of gear. If you can see behind Clay, that's all his gear he's gotten from Sweetwater. Um, we appreciate them. Check out our show notes for links to our books, to Songtown itself. We have a great worldwide community of songwriters uh, that encourage each other and help each other learn to write better. And we're on Clubhouse. If you, if you follow the Songtown on Songwriting uh, house on Clubhouse, you'll see we have a, a room there on Wednesday mornings at nine o'clock central time.
0: We don't really talk about this much, Marty, but we have members in Songtown that have gone through our classes, that have written number one pop songs, country songs, Texas songs, um, Australian number one hits, Um, we really want to help you level up your songs and when you're ready, we'll get you connected to the music business and help you get, um, you know, your music out there and get it heard. So we love helping you guys check us out at songtown.com and we'll see you next week. Cheers.